podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. And hello, late tea timers. That's what I'm just basically going to start calling you that regularly. Late tea timers, watchers and listeners of the Late Tea Time podcast. I am James. He is Dave, as always. And uh, we are today looking forward to the uh, Charles Schwab tournament on the USPGA Tour. But let's before we get into uh, the next round, because we... When you're doing this kind of thing, you want to celebrate your successes before you move on and concentrate on the next one. And Justin Thomas, Dave Tindall, did us proud, didn't he? He did, yeah. He was our only outright pick that we picked on uh, on Wednesday. And he, I'm not sure how he came through because uh, I expect, if you're like me, you'd rather given up on the idea of him winning. We were just thinking, well, it's nine each way places. He'll get one of those, won't he? He won't slip too far back. And lo and behold, he comes through. I think he said... I think he was eight, still eight shots behind with 10 holes to play. It was some effort for him to get over the line. But I think once he went to a playoff, I always thought, right, he's got this now. He just looked like in the zone. That shot that he played onto the green with his wood, um, I thought once he'd hit that and he, you saw it bounce onto the green and end up not too far away from the pin, you thought, he's got this in the bag now. And I must yeah. admit, early on, I was kind of following him and I was thinking, come on, top 10, top nine or whatever. And he was just on the cusp and then he gradually picked up shots. And I did tweet on our At Late Tea Time pod Twitter. I'm going to whisper this quietly, but Justin Thomas is just moving up the leaderboard and he just kept on going. But we were talking to each other on WhatsApp and the uh, Mito Pereira um, shambles of the 18th. Mm. That was quite sad to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, not not ideal, is it? You don't. You'd you'd rather your man just went out and win it rather than someone blew up and had a bit of a disaster. But um, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate for old Mito Pereira. I wanted him to get in the playoff. Really, mm. just to go from winning it to nothing is quite harsh, isn't it? But. Yeah, he's he's young enough. Hopefully, he'll come again. And it was just grabbed from his in front of yeah. his eyes, wasn't it, and taken away from him. Bless him. But we had actually um, in that playoff. You mentioned the previous week Will Zalatoris as being a potential winner of the PGA. You didn't actually put him up on the PGA t- um, preview, but you put him up the week before. Um, and you obviously put up Justin Thomas as your only outright pick. So effectively, if anybody had been paying attention to the late tea time pod, they couldn't lose in that playoff, could they? We had both of them. Yeah, Zalatoris, he seemed to fit the, the profile. It's, it's a major that's won by a, a young American, typically. So both those two were Americans in their 20s. Uh, so it did kind of play out that way. Cameron Young was another American in his 20s who, who had a big run at it as well. And we, I think we were both a bit disappointed, though, that Matt Fitzpatrick didn't quite get going. We were cheering him on. I don't think we were as disappointed as he was. I saw his interview yeah. afterwards and he looked really down with himself, didn't he? But, I mean, having yeah, said that, he, he's well. young and he's, he's got plenty more ahead of him and he can learn from that, can't he? Yeah, I think for him it was like a sort of a bit of a base camp for a future attack mm. at a major. It was the first time he'd ever been in serious contention on a Sunday. Um, and he would have he would have learnt some lessons from that. So I mean, he didn't he didn't disgrace himself. He did, just didn't play as well as he wanted to. So yeah, he's one to look out for, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But let's um, go ahead and look at the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge, which is uh, this week's task for you, Dave Tindall. We've given you the big licks there for picking the winner last time out. That's all behind us. We now look ahead to uh, the golf this week on the PGA Tour. And in the Charles Schwab, Jordan Spieth, he is the favourite in the tournament, 12 to 1. Well, he's joint favourite with his mate, Justin Thomas, um, the winner of uh, the PGA, 12 to 1 as well. Also on 12s is Scotty Scheffler. So it's a good uh, three some there in terms of the the favourites for this market. My mate Colin Morikawa is 18 to 1. You've got my mate Victor Hofland. He's 22s. Will Zalatoris, the aforementioned, is 28. And then you've got Sam Burns and the rest are 30 to 1 or bigger. Just uh, staying on Justin Thomas, DT, before we get your picks, you could see after he won the PGA that he was um, quite overwhelmed. He was quite emotional, really, wasn't he? Um, that's got to take a little bit out of him. Are we going to go straight back onto him again? Because he must be drained. Yeah, it's um, you're right. And if you read some of his comments, he just sounded like, oh, you know, finally I've got one. Because for, for him, when he he won this, he won the US PGA five years ago, and people thought he will now win three or four of these majors fairly quick, and then it just didn't happen for him. So he said it felt like an eternity. I mean, it's five years isn't that long, is it, really? But um, he said it just felt forever. So I think now he's got one. I, I did a bit of research on how he performs when he plays the week after a major because he doesn't do it that often. So you were saying, you were hinting that he might be one to avoid, right? So since 2017, he's played six times the week after a major. Listen to these results. 35th, 40th, 12th, 36th, 56th, miscut. So mm. Justin Thomas, typically after a major, it's kind of he's, you know, he's gone over the top. He's a bit sort of, ah. So given that he's won one, I, I've been looking at, so I've, I've been trolling through the odds, trying to find him in a match bet with somebody because I think it's worth opposing him. Most firms seem to have got him up against Scotty Scheffler, which I was hoping I'd pair Thomas with Spieth because um, Scheffler's only played twice after a major, the straight the week after, 47th and miscut. So he's not worked, he's not done it very well either. But Spieth, Spieth has played nine times after a major since 2017. He's won twice. All right. Did it at, yeah, did it at the Heritage last time. Uh, did it at the Travellers' Championship. So the last two times Spieth has played after a major, he's come second and first. So if you can find a Thomas versus Spieth match bet, I couldn't on my initial hunt. Back Spieth all day long. Can you on the markets get somebody to miss the cut? Yeah, you can, yeah. I, so- I don't I don't think he'll miss the cut, but yeah, it might be some value to do that. Mm. I mean, it might be just a little bit of a nibble, might it? Just to see if he has a, a complete mental week off in terms of the, uh, I, the... Yeah. If you look, I mean, you look at those results, there's a lot of around the sort of 30th foot. I just think he'll drift around in midfield. 
Yeah. But as I say, if you can get him in a match bet with Spieth, all over Spieth for that one. My next question before you, uh, I'll give you free reign to then fill your boots with your tips. Uh, and it's one that we mentioned last week. It's one we mentioned a lot in the week after a major. Stuart Sink, who had a decent PGA, his best price of 125s, but with better placings, you can get him at 110, 80s, um, somewhere around that mark. Is he somebody that we're going to go in on again this week? Yeah, we've got to really, haven't we? Um, <laughs> Because it's not just the fact that it's the week after a major. That's not that's not an auto bet. Because uh, you've got to sort of weigh it up a little bit. The the, the pattern with speed is it's when he's played pretty well in the major, hmm. and he has done exactly that. So his form's pretty good. It's not just he had a decent major. It was good coming into that couple of top tens uh, previously. So the fact that speed has had a good major without being in the thick of contention. Now he'll go to uh, Colonial where he's played really consistently and well before. Yeah, you can't not back him at that price. So each way, can you get him? I think he's been back, but can you get him at a three-figure price, eight places? I can see him with where was it? I just looked. He's a hundred to one, six um, six places with Unibet, hundred to one, eight places with Betfair. There you go. There we are. That's the bet then. Yeah. So uh, hundred to one, eight places with Betfair for Stuart Sink then. If you've just picked up that we had the winner at the PGA and you thought, well, I'll tune in this week. We, A, can't guarantee you success every single week. B, gamble responsibly. And C, the MO of this podcast is that we come as late as we can on a Wednesday. A lot of people, including Dave, write their previews for other people earlier on in the week. We come late on a Wednesday to try and just pick up a few little bit of snippets, some gossip, some late quotes to see if that can guide us to success. Where's that going to take us this time? Yeah, so Thomas has come in for interview um, since most people would have written their previews. And he's confirmed what we sort of thought. He sounds a bit tired um, by everything. Uh, so that was sort of confirmation. He's, it's not like he's come in and said, right, let's go again. I'm going to win this week. He, he sounds a bit like, slightly reading between the lines, he's he's just sort of not going through the motions, but he's just going to breathe out a little bit this week. So It's a little bit of a lap of honour for him. Yeah, possibly, yeah. So one to have interviewed, Jason Coatcrack, who won it last year. I think people were looking at him anytime, you know, somebody's won at the course, that's good. But he's got this brilliant record in Texas, where he's won twice in Texas in the last sort of six months. He's one that I've looked at. And yeah, his quotes just sounded really good. They um, they talked about how he played in the PGA and he said, yeah, he had one bad round. I think that was Saturday when he shot 77. And he said he was on the tougher side of the draw. Then they asked him to rate his game, and he said, really happy with the driver. My wedges are good, and I'm putting nicely. So he sounds like, even though on the bare numbers, it didn't look like he had a brilliant PGA. He sounds quite happy with his game. He just missed being top 10 at the Byron Nelson a couple of weeks ago when the tour was in Texas. Now it's gone back to Texas. He's definitely one to get on the side. So I think it's maybe a little bit much to ask him to defend, but I think he can get top 10. You can get nine to two for Jason Kokrak. Brilliant record in Texas. Loves this course to finish in the top 10. So I thought that was worth a go. Yeah, Matt Kuchar let us down with that top 20, which was looking very good all the way through the PGA. But Jason Kokrak this time, nine to two to finish in the top 10. You mentioned Jordan Spieth earlier as well. Is he somebody we're looking at in terms of actually having a bet or just somebody to look out for? I'd certainly, yeah, if you can back him against Thomas in a match bet, I, I couldn't put you off Spieth at all uh, this week. He's... You know, as I said there, he's won last nine times he's played after a major, he's won twice and a second as well. I think if I was having an outright bet, I just fancy the top tens this week. 
Mm. He would be the, you know, if you've if you've got some Thomas winnings and you just fancy reinvesting on a win bet only, Spieth's your man. I would say that. Well, if you uh, had yeah. uh, Justin Thomas at sixteen to one, nine places, you've got your wins, your win and your each way money coming in, haven't you? You could put maybe a bit of your each way money yeah. on uh, Jordan Spieth this time. But yeah, just going back to Coat Rack. So his last last seven starts in Texas, two wins, a third, a seventh. The seventeenth. So, in terms of this bet, which is a top ten, he he would have won that bet four times in the last seven in Texas. You know, we're getting nine to two. I mean, that's an odd on the odds. It's an odds on those stats. It, it should be an odds on shout, shouldn't it? Four out of seven. The other one I like, same uh, Tom Hoagie. Okay, he's the local guy, so he's been talking about his connections. He went to college here. He can sleep in his own bed this week. He played the course a lot of times in college. Now, the, the obvious downside to that is his record isn't very good. He was 17th on his first appearance, uh, but since then he's been a bit flaky, missed his last couple of cuts there. But there's a big difference, though, this time. Tom Hoagie's a different player nowadays. He'll come to Colonial for the first time as a PGA Tour winner. So he's got that under his belt. He will step onto that first tier, different player. And, and last week at the PGA, he finished ninth. So last two tournaments, ninth at the PGA. So he's never done anything remotely like that before. You know, he's really de- mixing it with the big guns there, finishing ninth, beating a load of them. He was 17th in the Byron Nelson the week before. So having won at Pebble Beach back in February and had a bit of an inevitable dip as someone who hadn't won for a while, or hadn't won before, he's now picked up again. His game is trending in the right direction, as they say, 17th and ninth. Now, Colonial, yeah, it's not bought him much success, but he, there's no reason why he, he shouldn't play well there. So I, I th- he's 6-1 to one for a top 10. So I just thought, on given the way he's playing, for example, some stats last week, he was second for strokes gained approach. So he, he hit it beautifully last week with his irons. That bodes well. He put it really well as well. You know, it's a sh- fairly short hop from Tulsa back to Texas, but he's got the benefit of being back at home. I think I think it's inevitable at some point he will play well at Colonial because of all his history with the course. He does have a 17th there, so it's not like he's he's been a disaster yeah. there before. But I think this time, as someone is just coming off a hot performance in a major, is now a PGA Tour winner. I think six to one is a big old price for Tom Hoagie to have a top ten. So it's three bets then this week. Um, yeah. Stuart Sink, hundred to one, eight places for our customary. If he has a good major, then have a look at him the week after. And then Jason Cockrack, nine to two, and Tom Hoagie, six to one to finish off in the top ten. I quite like those top ten, top twenty bets because they keep you interested for quite a long time. Because even if they have a fairly poor start, they can still kind of eke their way into the mm. uh, into the placings, can't they? Yeah, I mean, so you know, the, you could be that sort of dawdling around slightly, maybe like thirtieth. If you were sixty-four in the final round, you can nick a backdoor top ten. So yeah, so certainly those two for top tens, Hoagie and Coatrock for top ten, sink on the outrights because it's the week after a major in which he's just played well. And then my other, it's not an official bet. My positive would be for Spieth, um, and if you can find him in a match bet with Thomas. I'd play Spieth all day long. Yeah, Spieth to uh, beat Justin Thomas if you can find that. And uh, yeah, so that I means it's going to be interesting that to see how Justin Thomas copes with uh, the week after and see how Stuart Sink, our regular post-major bet, comes off for us. And obviously Jason Kokrak and uh, Tom Hoagie as well to try and get into the top 10. Dave Tyndall, as always, always good to see you. Follow us on the At Late Tea Time Pod Twitter feed as well. Stay in touch with us on that too. And uh, good luck with all your bets. Thanks, DT. Yeah, see you, James. Gamble responsibly out there everybody enjoy the charge Schwab and we'll see you I guess roughly around about the same time next week cheers everybody
always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network.